Welcome to the Two Tokens Podcast. During these episodes, we will invite guests onto our show and discuss everything token-related. You can expect to hear about token business models, the underlying technology stack, token governance, but also more mainstream topics such as NFTs. Does this sound interesting to you? Then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. And now, on to the episode. We so, have a, another slide. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but we also have two guests that know a lot about this topic. And one of them, Cohen, um, 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 has, has like, that, that's, well, actually they're both uh, sitting on, um, uh, they're very active in this space. But Cohen, as a, a customer of such a idea or platform or tokens, I think, they, I think he's willing to share today, like how they use it and bring it into practice and where they run into, etc. So, um, Cohen, can you come up to the stage? And then we have Robin as well. Would you like to introduce Robin? Well, Robin is, of course, the number one party in the Netherlands, at least, but even in Europe, that started with crowdfunding even before anybody had heard of it. You know, exactly. Simbit. So, Robin, would you like to come to the table as well? So ready for it. So also for you guys, we need you to be close to the mics. Otherwise, we won't hear you at the podcast or at the radio um, show. Alex, it's it's my favorite topic, but it's your favorite topic too. Yeah, yeah. And what's great about this is that Startup Bootcamp is here at the table. I you know, can't believe it. You know, uh, And you are putting out so many startups. So I'm sure you run into funding issues all the time. Indeed, too. And as um, um, Quintus alluded to, I've been I've been had my share of startups, so I've had the nightmare of going doing the roadshows and being in front of VCs. So how does that work with a, a platform like NextGen Capital, right? So yeah, but, but yeah, maybe before we we started that, that we, I, we forgot about that in the first session that you guys can give a small introduction for the people that don't. See you right now. Well, and Quintus did that for the first session. And that was, yeah, that yeah. was true, yeah. So, Robin, would you like to start? Yes, please. Um, so, my name is Robin. Uh, we started with, well, what is now called crowdfunding uh, back in, I think, 2009, when we were first thinking of the idea of democratizing finance. There we have it again. Uh, with the development of social media coming up and making it possible to give, let's say, or send a message to a large group of people like yourselves, and ask everybody to just fund a part of a total funding request and combining that into one round. In 2011, that launched as Simbit, one of the first crowdfunding platforms in hindsight in the Netherlands and one of the first worldwide doing this with solely equity, so risk capital. And recently we are acquired by Seedblink, which is a uh, from origin Eastern European player which is, in the end, doing the same what Simbit does, and that's offering a platform for start and scale-ups to raise from a large pool of investors. And we add on a layer now that we combine this with more institutionalized capital. So we also have experienced investors aboard who can steer the company into being successful, because that's, of course, somewhat of a challenge if you have a large group of smaller investors to get the right input, to get the right steering, and that's what we try to combine now. Okay, wow. I go on. Uh, Cohen von Ovak, I'm the global MD of uh, Startup Bootcamp and we invest in startups uh, at large scale. So we invest every year in around 350, 450 uh, startups with a portfolio in the thousands now. So to your point, it's a play at scale. Uh, but also investing in startups, young technology companies with high potential of, uh, of, uh, of, of scale. Uh, 
has always been a very exclusive game. It's always been a game for investors that have a million to put, a million extra to put in, in more risk, risk uh, assets, such as startups. And we are in a mission in the last two years. Startup Bootcamp is already 12 years in the market. It's a Dutch uh, company and the third largest accelerate, startup accelerator in the world. So uh, it's a hidden Dutch treasure. Um, but we are in a mission for the last three years on how can we make this more democratic. Because everybody knows the success stories of uh, the people that invest early on on Google or Facebook or, and so on. But it's hard to get into the cap table early on of a Facebook, a Google, and so on if you don't have a lot of uh, spare capital. And then together with Marlene, and, uh, we, we are in, in this mission to democratize uh, startup investment. And next-gen capital. Yeah. All right. So, so for you, Alex, what, what does that mean to you? To me, it means that you open up a whole world you know, to your company, which in a way is what Simbit was doing in 2009. But now, you know, you open it up to, uh, you know, investors that are qualified. And not only that, you know, you open up a market so that people can trade uh, the, uh, the, the equity that they have in the startup. And of course, we tokenize it and we talk about tokens. And so we, we take the best of both worlds. Yeah. That was next-gen capital to me. Okay. Yeah, well, what's, um, and that's why I think it's, um, it's, it's such a good starting point from where we also started with Startup Bootcamp. So um, for the people that don't know, we funded uh, two programs of Startup Bootcamp's um, uh, portfolios already and are currently in the midst of the third program. And what the nice thing about it is the first program was funded uh, approximately three years ago, um, which was a program that had equity in 30 startups. Um, So as an investor, you would invest in a bucket of 30 startups. Um, And that was the first uh, accelerator that went public, publicly uh, IPO'd. Um, we did the next one um, a little bit, I think, a, late, a year later, a year and a half later, and then Cohen came. And um, then, yeah, I think Startup Bootcamp is already ambitious, but uh, Cohen's ambition level is like, it's even higher than that. And that challenges me, at least, to, to look at things on, and, and um, think differently. Because Cohen said, forget 30 startups, I want to have 90 startups. And I thought, like, yeah, okay, 90 startups, then we'll do 90 startups. And, and then from there on, we went into the space of, okay, let's de- really democratize it. Instead of, um, we, we had tickets before that of 37,500 37, euros and 25,000 euros. That's still not democratizing um, um, and this type of capital. We need to go smaller. And now... Um, uh, people can invest in the portfolio of, uh, of Bolt Action. Uh, that is what is currently running, uh, starting from 100 euros. That's, that's, that's nice. It's kind of a fund-like. Uh, it, you have 90 startups in a bucket, uh, 90 times 8% in, times each, 8%, uh, in each startup. Uh, you diversify your risk. You can trade it on, a, on an exchange, etc., etc. And then this mister comes back with a new plan. Would you like to share it? Yeah, can you share it? I can, but now I will. Um, yeah, because now if you put the, the, all the programs that we listed, that we, that we put on the exchange for investors to uh, indirectly have access to uh, early stage investment, now we have in total 150 uh, startups divided over three programs. 
but we always list an SPV, a special purpose vehicle that holds the equity of, of the startups. But that also limits us. So what we are going to create is in one sort of environment, over the next eight years, we are going to add 100,000 uh, startups. 100,000 yes. startups. Yes, and there's a, there's a way. Um, so then the investors, average, small, big investors, can have a participation, not in one startup, and then the risk is also very high that that one startup might not work, but spread their risk over, as the years go by, 100,000 uh, ventures. So also the probability of hitting a big one yeah. is very high. Should increase. Yeah. Should increase, yes. yes. So 100,000 startups, Robin, uh, what do you think about that? I think it's ambitious because I think that it's also interesting to see what the focus of the kind of startups would be. Because, of course, there are a lot of startups and there are also a lot of ones which you don't want to have in this 100,000. So the 100,000 should not necessarily be the goal. It just should be the goal to have a really right, nice 100, network yes. and then see how far you can get. But you need to aim high in order to get to it at first place. So, yeah, I encourage it. And then you, you say, like, okay, we're not going to... Well, we currently fund the programs that have the startups in it, um, but you take it a step further as well. Yeah, that, that it's not only the initial, because usually what Startup Bootcamp does is that we do the initial, we are usually the first investors uh, that, that believe in that startup, and then usually our investors tend to do the follow-up rounds. Uh, that's their strategy with us. Uh, but this time we are going not only to do the first investment, but we are, we are also for the ones that qualify do the, the follow-up rounds as well on behalf. So that means that even though we already create quite some return by being just the first investor, by being able to not dilute and keep our equity slightly intact, we're able then to increase that uh, even further. So yeah. we'll do the follow-up rounds as well. So this is a numbers game. We, we all got that, right? So the if you have the, a, out of 100 startups, maybe one becomes a... The uh, problem with the concept of numbers game uh, is that it sounds almost like gambling. Uh, and it's a probability game for sure, uh, because you never know where the innovation space will happen if a pandemic or a world war or something uh, happens tomorrow. However, if it's just a numbers game, it implies that there is no support. It implies that there that is no... That was my question. Yeah. And, 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 and there's and, no screening. And there's no you. screening, yeah. there's no support, there's no follow-up, that you just throw the money so and hope for something to happen. can you scale to 100,000 yeah. companies program management? Because that's what it is, right? Yes, that's what it is. But wow. with, with technology, infrastructure, good hubs, we're in 22 different uh, cities spread across the world. And with good technology, good partners, and a good... Village because it takes a village to uh, to ha to help founders succeed. Yeah, we can. Robin, uh, you already mentioned like okay, but how do you you have a hundred thousand startups? How do people want to invest in these startups? Uh, because they they might be uh, I don't know. There could be startups in in software. It could be startups in uh, in deep tech. It is all different kinds of of backgrounds. What kind of solution do you think that uh, that we could figure out to? Um, to get to the 100,000, you mean? Or? I don't know. No, uh, to, to make sure. How do you bucket these, uh, these assets? Um, well, I think that uh, first and utmost, it's important that most people who are doing startup investing are doing this because they have some sort of an experience into a vertical, into an industry, yeah. or being an entrepreneur themselves. So I think that they tend to invest in something they like, they know, and they can relate with. So they can also feel, let's say, somewhat in control even though the fact that if they are early on into a startup, they are mostly out of control, but yeah. they only realize usually after a couple of years. 
but I think that this is something really important that they feel they have a connection with the startups they invest in. So one of the most important things there is not only listing the startups, getting them funded, but also ask the startups to do something in return, to keep the people informed, to keep oh, yeah. them enthusiastic, because then it will roll over and people will get more motivated and in the end they will invest again because yes. they like what they see. That's, I think, uh, yeah. really important. So, um, because we need to wrap up, um, um, I think what is um, important to mention, uh, you, you keep on asking, uh, Merlene, what's going on with the Next Gen Capital uh, Working Group? And, uh, well, it took a lot of time to get your approvals. It took a lot of time to get our approvals, yeah. um, definitely. But um, Next Gen Capital, where we have the, the vertical, uh, which is in fact a virtual fund, uh, will be applied to these 100,000 startups. Um, and to answer your question, Robin, like how do you make it insightful? Um, uh, how do you create certain verticals, certain teams, uh, certain buckets of, uh, of assets? And, that's, and, and that is where I love, love, love the ambition level of uh, Startup Bootcamp because the next round will not be into the, the funding will not go into an SPV, into a program. No, it will go directly into the, the startup itself. Uh, meaning that you will get all different um, equity, different kinds of equity on an exchange. And from there on, you can invest and choose, okay, how do I create my own vertical or my own virtual fund? So um, this is hard work. It's ongoing. It's uh, very we innovative. keep on developing. Yeah. Uh, we use tokenization to tag assets, to uh, to be able to slice and dice. Because, for example, you could have uh, an impact program, uh, but that also has a healthcare um, uh, startup in it. So how do you get the healthcare startup equity out of that vertical uh, part? So, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a journey. Um, sure. It's a work in progress as well. And, um, yeah, I think to round up, last comment or thing that you would like to get out of this session or feedback? That I think tech and startups tend to yield the best returns in the, in the financial space in, in relatively comparison to, to other assets. And, and I think one big mission for, of, of smart, capable people with a platform must be how to bring the, the best returns of the market into, into bigger crowds. And if we can do that, I think that is a fantastic journey to, uh, to go through the next years. Okay. Maybe before you go through the last roundup uh, in this, uh, I thought of breaking in, but uh, there's a question that actually came out of uh, online, and I think it would be very fitting to this part. It's a, I think it's a short question, okay. and maybe see who, who, who would like to answer it. It's, it's from Sheldon, and he says, um, how do we overcome the current negative impact of failed trading platforms? And... I assume that people have followed the news somewhat uh, on that. So there is some there is some impact and maybe some some image impact. Is, is that knowledgeable? And maybe Robin, uh, uh, since it's your turn to round up, maybe you want to hop into this question. Um, I think it's at this point in time uh, the the negativity which comes from this is not let's say, speak for myself directly affecting startup funding and let's say the platforms acting in there. I think they're still. It's not hyped because it was hyped a couple of years ago, but it's getting to a decent form now where it's really a stable form of fundraising next to other alternatives. And I think that um, what I would like to get out of it to see a roundup is that not it's a 
that it's not a source next to other alternative fundings, but it's really embedded and to get the whole ecosystem into one, let's say, fundraising platform. So not only VCs, angels, crowd, whatever you name it, it's all equity, it's all risk capital, we're all there to help. We should combine the powers of all of them to get the best returns in the market and to democratize it also for the smaller ones who can now not access. So that's what I uh, would uh, want to take out of, uh, of this all. Well done. What's going on with next-gen capital? What can we expect? Because next-gen capital you know, is one of the core components of two tokens. We are going to a next TRL level. Yeah. Uh, development is is really uh, uh, you know speeding up. Yeah. What can we expect, Molly? Yeah. The well, the, what um, where we are in the process is uh, we just received our um, uh, our well, approval of the AFM to be able to proceed with the new structure that we basically uh, presented to them because it's not a fund and it's not a direct investment in one company. Uh, but it has a lot of characteristics of a fund, and it also has a lot of characteristics of investing in the direct company. So um, where we are right now, we've learned a lot from um, uh, listing um, three programs of Startup Bootcamp. For the people that want to learn a little bit more about it, you can still invest with 100 euros to experience how does that work. Um, um, the next step is, um, is, is creating the vertical, which is in... Uh, in, in, in legal uh, shape already ready um, and then make sure that it fits with, uh, with the, the program of A Accelerator, in this case Startup Bootcamp. Um, and D, then you have D to think about... Right? Yeah, and, a yeah. accelerator of the world. Right? Uh, but it could be any accelerator yeah, that, yeah. that does this. And then you have to think about building a two-sided market where it becomes really yeah. in, uh, uh, interesting because on one side, if you don't have assets, then you don't have investors. And if, if you don't have investors, you don't have assets. So it's a chicken and egg story. And um, yeah, we're currently really looking uh, into the portfolio of Startup Bootcamp because Startup Bootcamp has uh, equity participation in already a, yeah, a 15, portfolio, 1500. portfolio of 1,500 startups. So that that could potentially mean that one side of the of the uh, of the market is covered, and that means that we would need to bring in that equity into. So that into would be the like stage two follow-on funding for the existing fifteen hundred. Exactly, companies. and that would be a start. And then from there on, you would have uh, at least assets on the platform. You can find uh, investors, and then you can continue by raising capital for new startups. And, and so next-gen capital is great for democratizing finance, right? It's great for individuals who want to, you know, put in 100 euros. But so how can we make sure that, you know, big investors, <coughs> institutional investors are not going to, you know, Oh, come big in investors and buy also, participate also participate in, uh, yeah. in yeah. startup participate bootcamp. from everything yeah. from top to bottom. There's yeah. people with 100 euros, there's people, uh, corporate venture capital, private equity, and so on. Yeah. So it so, seems to me we should do a roadshow huh, next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, quite not sure. only next year, but probably for the coming 10 years, we'll, build, if we'll be in a... So, yeah, so, um, yeah, awesome. that's it. Thank I, you. I'll help you with the roadshow. You know, I hear you go to nice places. I hear so. that you are very good at giving. Yeah, and hundred thousand, you you're not going to just find them here in the Netherlands, right? No, so. no, no, and uh, we can't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we have some within the European network which might be able to help as well. Uh, exactly. So. Uh, yeah, because talking about that, we're, we're doing this is a Dutch initiative we're here in Amsterdam. That's where all the exchanges started. You no, know, in the field, East Indies company, four hundred years ago. Uh, is this the start of something new in Europe? 
Do we have a European ambition? Yeah, uh, I, I believe we do, but it's a worldwide ambition because the startups of boot, startup bootcamp are over the whole world. Yeah. So um, um, the only thing is that it can only be offered to European investors. Yeah, so, and I think that that's yeah. a good start yeah. because Europe needs to unite in order to yeah. really yeah. make yeah. a fist in yeah. terms of technology startups and startups yeah. in general. So that's the good start, and then eventually it will evolve. Yeah. I think we have a new working group here. Yeah, huh? nice. and we need to wrap up. You do? Yes. <laughs> we do. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank, thank you, you, guys. Thank you all very much. Thanks. That was it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening in, and please subscribe so you don't miss out on our upcoming episodes. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find our contact details at www.twotokens.org.